Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Hello, guys. It's Christina and Jackie. Jackie. We're here. We are on to another episode. Um, And I'm excited about my What's Good in the Hood. Can I share? Go for it. Okay. So mine is... I watched a lot of Netflix this weekend, which to me is always nice because that means I just relaxed and stayed in. And sometimes it's nice to just do that. But I watched good Netflix. I wasn't like just like binge watching terrible TV. I watched something called The um, Call to Courage by Brene Brown. Brene Brown is one of my favorite writers. She speaks, she's a shame, it's very interesting. She researches shame, vulnerability, um and she it was really interesting in the conversation so she talks about the power of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and she brought up race and diversity and i thought that was interesting because she was saying that we cannot come to these conversations unless we can be vulnerable with each other and i think she was speaking to a lot of white people was like unless you can be vulnerable in these conversations and talk about your ignorance or talk about your your anger talk about be vulnerable with the feelings that you have around these conversations you're never going to move forward yeah and i love that because i really have tried to use that and i think you know you've said it before but i think the power and the strength that i can bring to these conversations is the fact that i am very vulnerable i'm usually very i try i'm vulnerable to the room when we're doing events and i can share where i've you know made mistakes Mm -hmm. and i can help other people feel that way so i guess what makes it good for me is that it just was a highlight because i was like i'm already doing this and brene brown is like the pinnacle like she's just I mean, she's just killing it right now, and mm-hmm. and uh, and she's just someone that I look up to, and it was just really cool to be like, you know, I love being affirmed that like what I'm doing is right. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm on, I'm on point with just everything that we're learning and that we're talking about. Someone that is a leader in her field, you know, and is talking about diversity, and it was like, I just look at us as thought leaders too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe on a smaller scale, but we lead the charge on this stuff and we are doing it right according to the research according to the research we're sharing we're being vulnerable and it actually works Good. so yeah, yeah. So netflix that, is definitely the spot to yeah open up your mind i said i need to do i'm gonna do that i'm gonna make sure this week i do an instagram headline for all the yeah genres. like all the good stuff that you're all watching the good stuff i'm watching on netflix because i am so i think it's it is a gift to it be exposed so to so many different shows and different yeah. languages and different yeah, I right. love it. Yeah, I'll make that. I'm putting it on my list. You should put it on your list to watch because it'll it'll just like affirm everything that we already know. But it it was just like such a. I got really excited. I was like, Clayton, I'm saying these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was like, He's like yes. this feels so good. Like look at me. Like I bring this up in my actual talks and like yeah. when I host workshops and when I. And I was like, I've seen the power of being vulnerable. So that said, 
uh, be vulnerable with people. Yeah, share what you're actually thinking and show up as your true self. Yeah, as cheesy as it sounds, it actually there's research that shows like we make better friendships and relationships with people when we can be authentic. Yeah, that makes for a good hood. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's good in my hood is um, spring break is over, so everybody is back to. We'll get some normalcy in my house. I pray for normalcy over the... Actually, I think the next week will be chaotic until we get back on track. Like this morning, the bird flew out of the house. <laughs> tell people you have a bird. You gotta tell them <laughs> yes, about your bird. My bird. Mine don't have a bird. My son has yeah, a bird. Yeah. To wit, the rest of the family is responsible for because the luxury and the fanfare of having a bird has worn off for him since um, that's really funny so, so he's I was not as roof. excited about he doesn't i'm like did the bird eat i don't know did the bird get fresh water i don't know would you drink water with your own poop in it i don't know yes i agree with you you probably would but um at any rate yes i was on the roof getting the bird off the roof while oh my, my son God, is your like, life is so interesting like, down there like <gasps> with his hands over his mouth and just that was that this happened this morning. morning. Yes. The bird went on the roof. Yeah, it flew out of the house, flew up on the roof. I had to crawl out the window. Um, oh, my God. Out my daughter's window, roll, you know, walk around the house, of the roof of the house to get the bird. No shoes on, mind you, because I'm just that committed. I did that more so for my husband because I didn't want to hear how we paid all this money for this bird. And the bird just flew out the house because we always leave the door. Like, I didn't want that. I want that heat. I don't want that smoke. I just was like, let me just go ahead and and get this bird and live my life. Um, Yeah. That's like hashtag mom life. That is all of that. All all of that. But it's been a great week. My son getting a break from me, me getting a break from him, him being in Chicago, my daughter getting to spend. I didn't really get to spend quality time with her because it was like a busy go, go, go week. But just kind of. Um, taking a break from being like all the way mom, I guess. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. Um, and then somebody else, you know, kind of getting into my tween's head and supporting me with parenting is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of civic stuff, civic league stuff, which was fun this week. I'm always excited the week that I have civic league, the real, the big meetings, um, because we've got a kid in the neighborhood who we just invited to be a part of our executive board. So I'm really excited. A teenager. He's 16. He's amazing. Great idea. Yes. And I'm like, listen, but I'm going to teach him how to use uh, Audacity, which is a recording thing, but he's going to give me his time with Mm. um, civic stuff. So I'm like, I'm dancing a whole happy dance with him like about that. That's cool. Yeah, they. I think they. Don't, I told them like you're gonna get more than I'm gonna get out of this. I promise you. I truly promise you. I'm trying to figure out. Um, tax day is over. I had to yeah. file an extension. I just Did couldn't you? get my life right. Yes, my husband's like, woman, I'm gonna like. We do ours early, but that's because we want them. We usually return. do it early. We usually do it early, but I'm just like blah 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 blah. blah. But um, I would be remiss to say like this past year I've been doing. Um, ambassadorship for the United State of Women and their applications out. So any chick that's out there, they're looking for people in different kinds of places. So if you know somebody in Montana, Utah, like the unlikely states. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to have like activism, they, it's really a great opportunity. Tell people what that is if they don't know. So the United State of Women is an organization that is committed towards, um, well, it's a national nonprofit committed towards giving folks the tools and the resources to promote gender equity. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female, but... 
getting people part of that. I mean, there's lots of organizations that do it, but on this scale, the ambassadorship, what they do is they give you, uh, they connect you with people. They are, um, this is the first year, so this was the first year that I was doing it. So there are a lot of things that I think have been worked towards just to make the program even greater. So it it forts you on your local level, because remember, it's like doing things on your, in your own backyard to build equity and why it matters. I never, you know, I think it really opened my eyes as to what, why it is important to have, um, people that are not the standard in places so that you can create real change, which kind of directly goes to this episode that we're talking about, about men. Yeah. We talk about (laughs) white men in the conversation. Yeah. And so we should just, well, we talk about it in the episode, right? Where it came from. I think. Yeah, Yeah, we do. So, um, but it's recently on my Facebook page, we just had the, I put the question out there. Why is it so hard to get white men in the conversation? Mm -hmm. And it just, it took off and it was really interesting to hear. I don't want to give away too much because I want, you know, we want you to listen to the episode, but yeah, white men shared their opinions and I think I learned some stuff. Did you? Mm -hmm. Were you surprised by what people said? No, not surprised. I I don't think I was surprised. It was just like, great. It's it's good to hear that. Um, But it's also getting the people in a place where they're ready to receive it. I will be surprised when we are in a place where we can receive what it is that they're saying because there's so much hurt behind um, the history the, that white men have on culture across yeah, the world. Right. So it, it's it's a good episode and it's important that I hope that if you if you're listening that you really listen to and figure out what role you play in this and bringing yeah. all kinds of people because if you're about equity, inclusion, diversity, and all these things, that means everybody. Right. Everybody and recognizing what everybody brings to the table. Yeah, and if you're a white man, I specifically would love to know your opinion on the episode and your opinion on maybe is it hard or do you disagree yeah there there could be people disagree that say that they're absolutely ready and i would love to put that disclaimer out there we're not saying all men Mm -hmm. it's been my experience and that is the only place that i can come from is my own experience and i will say it has been difficult to get white men in the conversation without them getting defensive not putting men down it's just is what it is So, yes, this is uh, definitely an episode you want to sit down and (laughs) be ready for. Yeah. Um, Might be triggering for some. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, you're dropping in on us just kind of discussing what What this all came about. Mm -hmm. Hope you enjoy. Yes. We are live. We're here. This is true. Hello, it's Christina. And Jackie. And we're your neighbor's hood. We are. Yes. If you're just joining us, thank you. Yeah. If you've been on the ride, thank you. Hi, keep We're happy you're here. Yeah. Let us know your vehicle. Are you walking? Are you running? <laughs> I listen to podcasts in my car a lot and while I'm running. Are you jogging? <laughs> yeah. I like listening while I jog. Yes. Well. So today is a really interesting conversation. It is. And why did we even start talking about this conversation? I'm trying to remember that what was the precipice for this. That is such a good question. Um, because oh, we, we, we were we supposed to be, no, we were supposed to be doing a live on an episode and we're like, um, did we oh, post it was, something? So it like was, poll? it was, no, we did Barbara Hamley. Yes. And then Barbara Hamley, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, you should go back. It was an interview with a local NPR radio host mm-hmm. and 
she, I think she brought up, she might have, that white men were in the hardest group to that bring we, to this, yeah, that we, we found to bring to this yeah. conversation. And then we did it in our live, and then I posted it on Facebook, and it just blew up. I think I had like 20 comments or something um, from like five or six. What did you post? Say what you posted okay. on Facebook. I said, why is it so hard for white men to join the conversation on race? Yeah, because we were going to go live to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went live. Yeah. A bit ago to talk about it without it actually being an episode. Right. I don't know why we did that, but I think it was a good move. I uh, think, honestly, we were just trying to get people to talk. Yes. It's definitely, like, a lot of what we do is we're trying to get people to think and be introspective and talk. Yeah. Um, and we really have found that. Like, when we do this work, it's white women that come to the table. Black primarily. women. Black women, black, yeah. We get black men. Yeah, we get, that's true. We actually, have had black men. And we get we get a lot of non-white males. Yeah. They just on the spectrum. Right. I'd like to say. I right. Think, because even at the last live event, that's there true. was. I'd like to say. I right. Think, because even at the last live event, that's there true. was someone there that was like, look, I'm this and this and this. I'm not even. Mm-hmm. I'm not even African-American, European-American. Right. And yes, we need to have these conversations. So I just think it's, it, is, it is very difficult and has been uh, challenging when we do get them to the white men to the table. But I also think the moment that you say white men, yeah. you, you have to like brace yourself for yeah. what that's going to come out. Because I think when people hear the word white men... Some people hear it and they hear it as an attack. Some people right. hear it and they That's hear true. it as instead of just, just a, a gender and a race. Yeah, there's a whole just bunch the, that's associated with it. And I'd like people to say, like, when you hear the word white men, what, you know, do, you what do you think of? What do you think? I think conservative. <laughs> I do. I really do. I think. Yeah, I think conservative. I think defensive. I think. I and I'm not. I mean, I'm married to a white man. I and I'm not. I mean, I'm married to a white man. You right. know what I mean? So I, right. I don't want it to sound like I hate, like I'm not trying to sound like the feminazi that I hate white men. That's no. not true at all. I'm just saying in general if that's. What comes to mind? Yeah. I think of a white conservative man, maybe guns. White men. I think when I hear white white man, I see a bunch of different things. I, like I see, and and this is where, it, where I think we have to get into a conversation of um breaking down what words mean when yeah. i when i hear white men i think privilege like the ultimate oh yeah privilege. good point uh-huh. like the pinnacle of, of like privilege and then on the flip side of that i also think defensive because so for some reason someone pointed that out that like i mean i even remember when i had to explain male privilege to my husband that was a really hard conversation, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. he has come around and completely gets both but i remember like trying to explain to him that like i'll never be able to walk down the street like him you mm-hmm. know what i mean i will never be able to be alone or and not have fear you know what i mean or yeah. I, he's never gonna have to deal with getting cat called on a daily basis you know yeah. what i mean so so and he was very defensive of that and i think someone in the comments pointed out that it's hard for white men, and I could see this, to believe this because they have it coming from both ends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they have male privilege and then they have race privilege. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, so you have two groups of people coming at them. I'm trying to think like a white man. You have two groups of people coming at them basically saying, you know, you didn't just you didn't earn anything that's what they're hearing does that make yeah. sense we're not saying that they didn't work hard and earn things but that's what they're hearing yeah yeah i i, I see i would think I, but I, you know part of it is 
too for me just in that that thing it is like they are kind of the guys who can't win yeah that's what i'm saying that's what they're saying can i read some of the comments yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so maybe let's see um okay um let's see uh we found one hold on because regardless of what we say someone is going to say our points are baseless because of our privilege yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, they're saying, can't win. I can't win. Why should I even join the conversation? Because they're not going to take what I say because I have so much privilege. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that because our opinion, in, this is another white man, because our opinion instantly gets discredited and not because the content of our opinion, but because we're, as a white male, we're mansplaining our privilege, etc. Yeah. And, you know, I would think too, because this happens in social movements. A lot of times we overcorrect. Does that yeah. make sense? So, like, with the, I think there are women sometimes that that can just like what did, I was just watching a show and yesterday, and it was like it was on Netflix, and the white woman said white men are canceled, and I was like, oh my goodness, and they like were all of them. yeah, and so <laughs> and so it was like it was a show on Netflix called Special, and um. And it's just a new original docu series, and yeah. they were in a they have were in a magazine meeting. It was a online like magazine, and a white man went to speak, and she's like raised her finger and was like, "White men are canceled." All right. And so again, so the but that's what I'm saying is I think white men feel that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? I also because think things are changing they so are. quickly. But I think white men, I think too, white men are coming into a space where they are, they are, they are open to being critiqued out of the open. Mm-hmm. So whereas do they have the choice? So whereas do they have the choice? No, I mean, but before, if I think about when I first joined the the workforce, you didn't really. You know, white guys were everywhere, so they mm-hmm. were the majority in most cases. Yeah, right? good point. So it wasn't like if you you had to worry that if you called one of them out for something or brought something to attention, you're going up against the, the whole, majority, the whole right. Yeah. And now it's I think we're in a position where people are like, well, I can say right, and I can say what I feel is wrong, and that doesn't feel good. Yeah, like that doesn't feel good to have people because well, if I've I've been doing this or I or I'm not like that, they have to explain themselves. And I think they are dealing with some of the same things that non-white male people have been dealing with for Forever. a very long time. Yeah, I can so see that. the whole idea of feeling like you have to justify why you feel a certain way mm-hmm. or that you can't even show you feel a certain way mm-hmm. or that you can't even show up to the conversation without already being prejudged. Right. Or that you, you you're trying to speak about something when you don't even know if your opinion is even valued because you're making you make your own assumptions about what the people are going to say. I can tell I can't even count the number of times I've walked into a meeting and told myself uh, talked through the conversation trying to figure out what the men in the room were going to say. I've had the com- you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just preparing yourself for that or talk yourself out of things or actually asking questions that you already know the answers to so that you can get where you need to be to get people get them yeah. on track i think they are now in a space where everybody the majority of the folks aren't thinking like them and we don't see them as right the, the pinnacle right uh, or the standard of everything the standard, the standard, of, standard of excellence, of ex- standard of excellence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i could see that well at any time 
So anytime there's a huge shift, they're losing power or they're starting to see more voices represented. Mm -hmm. So like even in Congress, it was like, yes, white men represented everybody. They represented minorities. They represented women. women. (laughs) Yeah, like their voices represented everyone. And now those groups, I think what you see is you see minorities and then you see women starting to be more vocal. You know what I mean? And I wonder if a lot of the resistance is because they see them they don't see themselves represented anymore they they're starting to lose power yeah and i that's scary yeah and part of it is is just by nature of them being Europe, of european descent it's like i know that a lot of european american people are trying to have these sort of conversations about um race and diversity and inclusion all these different things having to reconcile with the decisions and the choices that were made from sure. the past Right. Sure. So just being European of re- sure. So just being European of European descent already puts you. And in it's a place also where making having to reckon with a lot of that. Yes. Stuff. And then yeah. you, but then they, you walk into the conversation with that on your shoulders, and then also with being a male, and it's like, I didn't do these things. Right. That's right? always that's, the first. That's the biggest defense. Is like I didn't do it, and it's not my fault. Right. Right. So. I what I see or what I see is probably the biggest going to be the biggest issue not issue or biggest turning point is how do we actually invite white men to these conversations yeah. and do our part and not do to them what historically has been done to right. us how do we as do better white males basically how do we do yeah. better than they've done because i think what you said the woman that white men are canceled like that's you're doing what white men did like we can't use the master's weapon on them that's like that doesn't well i think progress. something that's also not like i was watching Brene brown this weekend and she had a netflix special i watched her a lot of netflix this weekend <laughs> <laughs> anyway um and it's called a courage and her she studies shame and vulnerability and basically we don't allow men to be vulnerable and I say this all the time in these race conversations you have to be able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. I think you have to be able to admit ignorance you have to be able to admit fragility you have to be able to reckon with your feelings on a subject and we give spaces and places for women to be vulnerable we are also more comfortable with women being vulnerable does that make sense Mm -hmm. like even when my husband opens up and has feelings about things it's like oh this feels weird Mm -hmm. you know and so i think we need to create we and then we also so if you have a white male that's already an adult he hasn't been conditioned to sit in a circle and talk about his feelings and be vulnerable does that make sense for the most part part. yeah Yeah, this is sweeping generalizations this is sweeping generalizations so I think when we're asking them, all of a sudden, here's the thing. I don't even think they have the vocabulary to have these conversations. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. don't even know how to say, I feel this, or I feel this, therefore, does that make sense? Yeah. And, it, and it's also easier for women. And I think one of the one of the commenters under our, um, under our post said, it was so interesting. She said, this isn't inherent, like women aren't one way and men are another we're all people but the way society has conditioned men and women yeah. is different does that make sense yeah, it makes i mean sense. sure women are more emotional like there are some differences but in general we have different expectations for men and women we do we i mean i told i said all the time like i'm a walking double standard sure i was like jackie you're freaking yes i am so, <laughs> so are you yeah like right. we live in a world of double standards and once yeah. we kind of get i've gotten comfortable with some of these double standards and i've been able to 
address them. Do you have an example of one? Like, what do you mean? Um, so, like, I... Um, listening. Let's just talk yeah. about one of the biggest things, listening. I have a thing where my husband is like, if I'm talking, like, you should just, like, you need to listen to what I'm right. saying. But I can interrupt him. Oh, okay. Right. Or or go to the, the, the what is it? What does he say? Or even, like, uh, household responsibilities if i forget to do something it's like well i'm busy i just forgot to do it right if he forgot to do it then it's like shame 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 right you you know men and their responsibilities right and i'm like no like i've been able to address these things because i see the hypocrisy and i have those too i we put a lot of expectations on men like i like to say that i'm independent and i can do things on my own yeah Yeah, that's a huge one in our house and then clayton's like then do it yourself you know what i mean like (laughs) cut the grass you know what i mean yeah yeah, you know he's like you're an independent woman you can do everything then then you get the oil changed. You know yep. what I mean? Then you change the tire. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to. No, I want to do that. And that's, and that's the thing every year. Yeah. Every year that went on since we've been together, 2005, yeah. he's like, oh, well, you're a 2005 woman, so you got it. Yeah. Oh, well, you're a 2013 woman, you got it. Now it's, oh, you're a 2019 woman, exactly. you got it. And I think addressing some of the things where it's like, I I understand that this is a partnership. Right. And so in that partnership, I have to recognize my own bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's Same what here. I've gotten better at acknowledging where yeah. I at acknowledging where yeah. I am being a double. And then some of the double standards we're just okay with. Yeah. Like I take care of the kids. Sure. That That is a societal standard that we are both okay with. And that's how I feel. I 100% am the same way. I'm like, you do the yard work. I don't want to. Well, you I love the yard work. Do you? Yes. Like, I, I, but I, I don't it. like to clean the kitchen. So I'm like, yeah. my husband cleans the kitchen. Okay. I help with the yard yeah. work. So it's, it, and I, that's why I said it's an invitation, right. as you say, to really look at ourselves and what we expect of ourselves and ask ourselves, will we put that same expectation? Will we be okay with put with someone putting that same expectation on you? So when it comes to um, European American men, a lot of them don't have the experience leading diverse teams. Right, they don't have the experience point. coaching diverse environments. They don't have the yeah. experience in you know including diverse. They've never groups. had to. Not yeah, not all of them. But I'm saying ext- this with this level of diversity. Had to. Not yeah, not all of them. But I'm saying ext- this with this level of diversity, there is an expectation. Am I giving a an excuse no but what i am saying is when you're walking towards something new there's a level of empathy that you have to have 100%. and when you're walking towards something new somebody's going to be ignorant about something 100% and, so, and they get and it goes as i'm reiterating the same things they they get to be vulnerable about that yeah you know what i mean like yeah. because i can do this work it is like i said it is it is much this is another point it is much easier for a white woman to be ignorant in these conversations yeah. than a white man. I there talk about double standards. There you go. Yeah. You help me discover one. Absolutely. If a white man says something, I do agree with that. He's going to be canceled or in trouble or mm-hmm. more so than me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm a woman, so I get more slack. I think I do. Yeah. I get more slack. It's like I'm a woman, so I get more slack. I think I do. Yeah. I get more slack and things because you know i being a woman but i think we're going through a cultural shift right now and so i think white men feel like and that's what they said in the comments they can't do anything right yeah it with the women they can't do anything right and then you have the whole then do you have whole me too movement right so where we overcorrect we get joe biden you know example 
maybe like hugging someone or you know and then men are like well i'm not going to do anything so then i'm not even going to come to the conversation Mm -hmm. everybody's not tim wise and i looking at you know what was going on i listened to um William Barr, the Attorney General, say something to a reporter. She, she kept saying, it's unprecedented, it's unprecedented, it's unprecedented. Yeah. And he was like, has this ever happened before? No. Well, then why are we setting a standard on right. it? If it's unprecedented, mm-hmm. then why are we saying what's normal yeah. and what's not normal? Right. If this is something that what's happening now is something that is unprecedented, like it's right. now, or, or a record or, number of women running for uh, president yes. or whatever. Or we we've had we've had a women's movement, but we also weren't voting at the time. You right. know, we've had um, uh, rich and poor come together to do you know do to to create movements, but we didn't have the internet. Right. So it's like we're at a whole different space and place and time, but we're allowing the expectations that we put on the past to come into the present right and so i think we have to set a new set of expectations of what is known the knowns and the unknowns to really be able to move forward because when i have the conversations with white men it's like okay so like what do you what do you actually want what are you actually trying to get out of this right is it just to i don't even know they know yeah like it's like what do you what what is the right why are we doing this so like you said it's definitions because we have to go back to like what what does this actually mean for everybody but it's like also what do you want right yeah. What do you want? And I think they have to think about that and they may not think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might they might not know what they even want out of the conversation. And I think part of it is they don't even know why they have to be in it. Why do I have to I do it? I think that's part of it. It's like what why do I have to be a part of this conversation? What does it even have to do with me? Yeah. If things are changing, then let them change. Let them change. But why do I but what do I need to be part of? Mm-hmm. I mean I could see I could see that. And then like I said, they're being asked to do double the work. Like, I'm a woman. I'm not being asked to reckon with the fact that I have any kind of other privilege in my race. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And I'm still, as a woman, not a minority, but I'm still, I don't have the, I don't have the rights that men do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or, or, um, and so men are on a double level being expected to, ha- they're being expected to join two conversations, a race conversation, white men I'm talking about, mm-hmm. a race conversation and then a gender conversation. Yeah. And so now that I think about it, that is a lot. I'm not saying that they get passes, but mm-hmm. like I would think as a white man right now, it would think as a white man right now, it would be even... I would think I've, you know, my white girlfriend's raising white sons. I think it would be a confusing time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really do. Because you're walking a lot of lines. You're trying to teach men. You're trying to teach your son how to navigate relationships, how to be appropriate with women, how to, but then also feel, you know, have feelings. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there's a certain aspect I think that you now have to be intentional about culturally. Right. Um, with raising your boys. Right. With On multiple oh, levels. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know that that was there before. No. It was like, he can just be carefree. He's just yeah. a boy. Yeah. Let him have a good time. Yeah. While well, I'm over here like, boy, you need to be aware of this, this, yeah. and this. Didn't you say Stand you had a way? conversation of woke in your children? How yeah. woke they can be? Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a such thing as my kids being too woke. Yeah. I just think it's a it's a conversation about how do you manage that in every single room. Right. Right. Because you don't want to you can be woke, you can be so pro black, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But how does that 
how do you move that person in different rooms so that you're being able to hear? It's adjusting different yourself, which happens in every situation. Mm-hmm. So that you're actually able to hear people. Because right. sometimes um, I equate it to what the, the um, when we interviewed the neo-Nazi, mm-hmm. former neo-Nazi, he said, he's like, they're now coming in, they're trying to make sure that they can be in every environment. Right. So their hate doesn't show up in every environment. But here's the difference is that I want my children to be able to have their values in every environment, but also be able to listen and take in mm. and not go in with the idea that anybody in that room is less than them. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's the same sort of concept, but the intent is different. Right. And, and I think that that is a beautiful thing in households, thinking about how they move in culture culture-wise right. from a young age right. because they've never had to think. They've Not never, never had to. Never. I don't think these conversations were in the forefront. That's what I'm saying. We're going through a huge cultural right. shift. And it's hot. It's uneasy. It is uneasy. But here's what men, I think, expect and respect is that there has to be a certain level of candor and there has to be a certain level of respect when we have these yeah, conversations. Yeah, for sure. You have to be willing and ready to hear the frankness. Right. And not go to the 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 extent of he's wrong because he's being candid and yeah frank. and he's canceled yeah but it has to be a safe place i don't think these that's are public what i was just gonna say it's and there public. has to be a certain level of i mean i would i know 